Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Blessed by the unconquered sun with incredible powers, our exalted circle seeks promised treasure of a forgotten age. Join Joaquim as Karal Fire Orchid, Adam as Fakakun, Slavic as I Selekamu, Mitch as Wolfer, and Becca as our storyteller, as they see what's in store for them in the Tomb of Dreams. You can follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM and Facebook at Twin Cities by Night to stay up to date with our podcast releases. There you'll also find an invite to join our Discord chat. We'd love to see you there. If you'd like to support us financially, you can do so on Patreon at Twin Cities by Night. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tomb of Dreams. I'm super excited. This is our first exalted adventure, and we're just going to go ahead and jump right in. So we find our players standing on a small reef, small island of reef. You're about ankle deep in water with it violently lapping at your legs. Everything seems disconnected as if you skipped a chapter in a book. Previously, you were entering a cave deep in a forest amidst visible signs of first age ruins. Being beckoned there by your dreams and treasures, as well as what you believe your previous life was. But it was nowhere near a sea. Now a storm whips your clothes and hair. The rain feels needle sharp and stings your eyes. Behind you is an ocean that disappears into darkness, but calls out to you that it goes on forever. And beneath the surface close by, you can barely make out an undersea forest of crimson and violet weeds. Before you sits an island that almost zooms in as you focus in on it. Lava flows slowly from the peak, smoke emanating as if near eruption. And the downpour does not diminish its flow to the right side of the island. On the left side of the volcano is sheer cliffs that curve down into a tropical jungle, which is drenched in downpour and tossed by the wind. Now, my question to you is who are you and how did you all arrive separately together? Good question. Indeed. Um, let's see. So I guess I'll start off first. So my character's name is Karal Fire Orchard, last name first. And so her Fire Orchard, she was originally, she was a, uh, the daughter of a dragon-blooded family who... Uh, was she never exalted herself into the, the dragon blood. So she, for her whole life, she was just immortal. She served in the army and then retired to a small village somewhere. She lived peacefully for a while, but then a, then a, a ba- t- bandit attack. And uh, she, when she put up, raised her arms to defend her, uh, defend herself, she exalted into a solar exalt, which for the dragon blood, dragon blood family would mean she is anathema to them. So, and she heard the voice of the unconquered sun Basically tell her, you know, go out and do good and, you know, make the world a better place than what you found it as. So I would say that she would leave her place, her home, you know, to try and see if she can make the world a better place. And she eventually found herself coming to, drawn to this, you know, cave in the forest all by herself, not knowing that there would be other, you know, exalteds joining her. 
My name is I Selok Amu. I spend my youth apprenticed to the Witch of the Windward Isle in the far west, learning the songs and prayers that kept the wild from dissolving the island into the sea. And when she died, I took up her role, walking the boundaries of the island and reminding the world of its existence. My dreams brought me to a remote settlement in danger, but I was too late. And as the tide drowned and dissolved the island, I was lost. Days later, I woke in a tiny boat adrift in the wild. And as I was sure that my, the hour of my death came, a voice told me not to die. And I exulted as a solar of the twilight cast. I returned to the witch's old place of power and studied their, her secret lore. And I tapped into the fundament of creation and felt its pulse. Then I left the Windward Isle and my wife and children to learn more about everything. I can go next. Um, I'm uh, playing Faka Kun. I'm of the Jala tribe. It's a tribe of hairless desert pygmies. We have a very peculiar look. Chalk white skin and large black spots. It makes my people very popular as slaves among the wealthy. I myself am a famous acrobat and thief. During my travels, I've just robbed mansions and treasure troves of the wealthy. I dislike the wealthy and how they treat slaves and you know people of lower standing. But during one of these robberies, uh, as I was caught, I turned to my captors and I felt a light suffuse me. I was exalted as a solar of the nightcast. I escaped pursuit and went to ground. I still want wealth beyond the dreams of avarice, but since, since my exaltation, my thoughts have turned to its purpose. I want resources to free my tribe. I just want to use my power for good. And I will be portraying Fulfer today. Not much is known about him previous to his exaltation. Not much is known about him in general. What is known is that he is a pit fighter a bit of a brute, but he does not bully those weaker than him. He enjoys bringing down those who feel that they are above others and disillusioning them to that notion. Now, Fire Orchid came in on her own, but do any of you know each other? And have the rest? did the rest of you come in as a group? Volfer, being the braggart that he is, probably came in on his own as well. I was alone for most of his time of uh, travels, but he sort of wished for companionship. So he might have actually like followed one of the others, but he's a bit weird because he lived very in a very isolated place. I think Faka probably would have tried to just tag along with any exalts she could find to try to just further her her quest for resources and wealth and try to further the ways she can try to do good. So if she found like any other exalted, she would, or solar exalted, she would, she would tag along. Okay. So it kind of sounds like maybe as you all were getting closer to this, what you thought was a cave in the East, you kind of started seeing each other and then perhaps you all slowly entered this area together. Okay. But it sounds like you guys don't have a ton of experience with each other just yet. I would say that's accurate, yeah. Definitely. I, you hear the shattering of ice faintly as you're looking around and studying these people here with you. 
and then your eyes get drawn to this rocky path that leads from your coral island, reef island, to the main island itself. And you see smoke starting to swirl around two glowing eyes. Hello? Eventually, it forms a smoky, large wolf standing before the four of you, and it sneers at all of you. (sighs) Ready, my harpoon. Leave this place. Volfer grins. Make us. Perfect. All right, so we're going to go ahead and jump right into combat. I need you guys to roll wits plus... Awareness. Awareness, thank you. Can we spend modes for this already? Like yes, you can. If you have an excellency, it can go towards your initiative. All right, let me just dump that. I believe I got two or three, four, five successes. If it was 10 counts as two successes, right? Yes, uh, tens count as two. And then uh, because combat is special, we're going to, you once you roll initiative, you add three to that number. I'm sorry, I was going to ask. The limit for an excellency is attribute plus ability. In that is correct. Instead? So you okay. could basically double your pool. Okay. I got an 11. Dang. With the plus three added. Four here, if I did that right. You got eight, I think. And a total of eight for Volfer. All right, so Fakakun, you are going to be leading us off. So what I want to do is I want to jump backwards and try to just throw my my knife at the wolf. Yeah, so I want to do precision of the striking raptor. So for one moat, the dice pool of one of my withering attacks is calculated as if it were made from close range. So dexterity plus thrown plus four. Okay. But like it'll be making that as if, but I'll be throwing it. But it'll right. just be as if, okay, perfect. Yeah, I understand. You're good. So awesome. you'll spin the one moat. Um, you jump backwards which is a stunt. Go ahead and have a one-point stunt for that, which means you add two more dice to your pool. Okay. And so that's going to be dexterity plus throne plus four. And as you you jump back to throw your knife, the wolf will try to almost come incorporeal to try to just let it slide all the way through him. We'll see if that works. Or the target number is four. Okay, seven, I think. Because I re-rolled the, uh, or do you re-roll the tens or do they just count as two? Tens always count as two. Eight. Okay, so you hit it with a total of eight. Fantastic. So what you're going to be doing now is initiative damage to the wolf, which is good. So you're going to need to take your, so nine, and then you're going to add your threshold successes, which is four in this case. You will minus six from that for its soak. And then that remaining pool, that's what your damage, the damage pool you're going to roll. You should be rolling seven dice. Okay, two? I don't add anything to that, right? Just nope. Rolling seven you dice. do. Okay. So you do two damage, and that leaves us with, or I is next. All right. Well, since my harpoon's already prepared, and I'd like to think the initiative's on my side, you know, Fakakun, uh, harass the wolf a little bit. I'll go straight for its eye with a decisive attack. Sounds good. All right. So with decisive attacks, you will be rolling... Dex plus melee. Are there any bonuses or malices? Um, in this case, I will, I will give you a one-point set, so that's another two to your dice pool. All 
righty then. Your initiative is high enough to beat its hardness of zero. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Throw that here. Bam. All right. That's two successes. But for three moats, I can use excellent strike. And I sort of <clears throat> zoom in on the wolf. And I gain an extra automatic success, and I re-roll the ten, uh, the ones. So I'll just do that. And okay, so four successes, all in all. Perfect. That is the number that you would have to be as the eye goes into stab at the wolf's eye. It tries to pull back, but is unable to in time. You're just too quick. So you're going to roll your current initiative, which is eleven. Yep. Tens do not count as two on this one. All right. That's six successes. Yeah! The wolf emanation pulls back as your eye had the spear in its eye socket, and you just leave it there, and as the wolf pulls back, howling in pain. It looks very staggered at the moment and is seeming to try to come to grips with what just happened. So what this does is when you do a decisive attack, it resets your initiative to three. All right. But you have done damage to the wolf. Volfer, it is your turn. Volfer is going to stride forward, clasp his hands together, and just bash the wolf on top of the head with a withering attack. Go ahead and have a one-point step for that. Okay. So two, two extra dice. Oh, he is also currently enjoying his anima's glowing effect because he used peripheral essence... When deciding on his, when rolling for initiative. Oh. So he is, yep. He's outlined with the colors of the sun. His dawn cast mark is on his brow. Gotcha. Is anybody else glowing at this point? Right now I'm using personal moats, right? Yes. So, yeah. Nope. Let's see here. Unarmed. Is a dice pool of 12. And the... The stunt is an additional two dice? That is correct. And unfortunately, the wolf is kind of dazed, and you're probably coming in at its blind side, so it doesn't see you coming. Yeah, and three successes on all of those dice. Baj does not like me today. So let's see, that's a withering attack. So that is enough to meet its the target number. So you do land the hit, but albeit just barely. So it's a good solid hit. You've made the attack with no threshold successes, so go ahead and... So it'll be um, strength in this case, plus your weapon damage. And then you're going to minus six from that. Okay, so then six dice. Yeah, there you go. All right, three damage. The wolf staggers backwards on this path, kind of slipping off of it with the rocks kind of dripping down into the water. And you guys are completely pushing it back up the path with your relentless beating. All right, it is Fire Orchid's turn. All right, so yes, Fire Orchid, after seeing the others, like, you know, push the uh, wolf back with their attacks, is going to draw her sword and join in the fray. And she's going to basically run, sort of like lunge towards the beast with a sword. Is this going to be withering or decisive? Uh, I will say decisive. Okay, you have eight initiative, just so you know. And for decisive, you're going to go ahead and roll dex plus melee with a one point stunt, so add two more dice to that. All right, so dex plus melee. Okay, 
And because of how unrelentless you guys are being with the wolf, it's trying to, at this point, not even dodge out of the way, but simply trying to parry the attack. So your target number is three. All right. So that should be 60-10. Yes, should be 60-10. I got two successes, I believe. A seven and an eight. Unfortunately, at the last moment, the wolf is able to recover enough to see, see you coming with your sword and manages to knock knock you off just enough balance to completely miss it. <sighs> yeah. So what happens when you miss a decisive attack is your initiative does go down, but it's not crippling. You still I was going last anyway, so yeah. <laughs> that's all right. And then it's the wolf's turn. Because Exalted's an above board game, I'm just gonna explain to you guys what it's doing it's spending moats to basically get two two attack actions which is not something you normally get it has a charm that allows it to do that and then for its first attack it'll it'll kind of push itself just far enough out of range so that you guys aren't immediately in its face and it will grip down into the rocky surface and raising its snout <laughs> it releases an ear-shattering howl. It rends the substance of your surroundings with the weight of centuries-long anguish. So effectively right now what it's doing is a kind of a ranged attack against you guys. I will be rolling my dice to see how I do. This will be either your choice of parry or evasion. You can stunt this to also get those numbers higher. So does it matter what the initiative for defending this or... Because it's targeting all of you, it doesn't matter what your initiative is. Um, if you have an idea for a stunt, go ahead and say what you're doing. Otherwise, you can just say, hey, I'm doing this or that. Parry or evasion. Yeah, I will quickly sort of mumble a prayer to like the spirits to protect them and put, put his harpoon on his like forehead to like steal himself against the howl. Nice. Go ahead and have a, a two-point stunt there. Volfer's going to dig his feet into the ground, stare down the wolf, and scream right back at it in a challenge of defiance. I like that. Have a two-point stunt. So Faka is going to... She's wearing this very long, red, flowy robe, and she's going to pull the hood of the of the robe over her very bald head and just kind of tighten it. And then she's going to grab the, the dagger from her, from her like a leg strap and just ready it. Perfect. Yeah, I like that. Have a two-point stunt. All right, so Fire Orchid will, uh, as she, after being knocked slightly off balance, she's going to basically sink to her, like, draw, drop to one knee and just sort of like, you know, have her sword placed in front of her, like, to help shield her against the uh, incoming uh, shockwave. Also have a two-point stunt. Ooh, okay. Does an eight hit everybody? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Even with the 2.0, I only have a 7. Gotcha. Okay, so because I'm assuming you all have different parry or evasion with your pluses, I'm going to have to roll this separately against each of you guys as far as damage goes. With a parry of 8, does it hit? Because after the stunt, that's where my parry ended up. Do you happen to have a charm that helps you in case of ties? I don't think you have the charm that I'm thinking of. So yes, ties do go to the attacker. Okay. All right, and so for Fire Orchid, she does have a charm that uh, spend three modes to 
invoke uh, charm and in response to any attack she attempts to parry. This allows her to make a reflexive, decisive melee attack against the attacker, which does not count as her combat action for the round. Okay, so yeah, this uh, counterattack occurs after the opponent's attack roll, but before mm-hmm. its damage roll. Oh, before the damage roll? Oh, shoot. Okay, go yes. for it. Go for it. So right, that's, so, um, you said decisive. Yes. Okay, you have six initiatives. That's still enough to hit it and do damage. That's only relevant because at a certain point, you actually can't do decisive. All right. So, okay. yep, that should yep. be, again, 60-10. Please get me, let me get something. So that's one success. Unfortunately, it's because it still gets its defense. You don't meet its parry requirement, so you right. unfortunately miss. But I don't think it does any minuses to your initiative for that. Okay, so can everybody... Real quick, I am yeah. spending for Spirit Strengthens the Skin. Okay. Um, spending four motes on that for four additional soak. Nice. Basically, everybody takes a little bit as your kind of knockoff guard by this attack. But it's not... Like, the most damage it did was three. So you guys are doing in pretty good shape. Um, That is the end of the round. Did I crash? Let's see. I, you're at three. Oh, no, no, that is a good point. Yes, because once you reach zero, sorry, I forgot that you had yours. You're the third one. One, Yes, you are technically crashed at zero. So that basically means that you cannot do decisive attacks at the moment. Oh, it is not the start of a new round. I apologize. It gets one more attack. It's going to use its newfound initiative to go after Volfer, who's the one who's... It's going to go after Volfer, and it just uh, it just did its howling, shattering pierce, and it's going to dig back down, growling at you, and then kind of charging you, headbutt, and you can kind of see its jaws slow motion come to bite down on you, Volfer. Would you like to parry or evade? I should specify that it is doing a decisive attack. Okay. And if I use a melee excellency, my parry goes up? Yes. Um, I believe how it works for your defensives, though, is that for every two points, two motes you spend, it's one point to your parry score. Okay. We're still with the limiting pool of your dex plus melee. Which is eight. So, okay. So, yeah, you could increase it by four. All right. So, Volfer, seeing this wolf entity about to try to chomp down on him he will once again dig his feet in grab his sword very very artfully haul it off his back spin it jam it up into the wolf's mouth as it's just about to bite hoping to either knock out a tooth or teeth or jam it up through the soft palate into the skull and he will be spending to boost his parry by four on that so that's another eight Peripheral essence spent, which at this point is from 30. So he has spent, he has spent 20 peripheral essence, which means that his. So what is my, what is my defense here that I'm trying to beat? His parry is nine at the moment. Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. Unfortunately, it does not meet your parry and you're managed to slip your sword up into its jaw and it rears back pulling off and you, you see kind of instead of blood it's just kind of like a smoky stream that should be blood that you would expect all right now it is the start of a new round it failed so minus is that so we all gain back five motes correct that is correct all right and then Fakakun is at 
the lead with 13 initiative. It is looking pretty wounded. I would recommend decisive, but you can still do withering if you want. So I would like to do a decisive attack. Fakakun is going to throw back the hood and she's going to say, let's end this. And she's going to do a twirl. And as she's, she's going to spin so fast, it's going to be hard to, to tell what's going on. But during that, the knife is just going to come out of that whirlwind just towards the wolf. I like that. Have a two-point stunt. And because the wolf is engaged with Volfer and is kind of rearing up, it doesn't really see the knife until the last moment. And it will attempt to dodge out of the way as best it can, kind of trying to let it roll past and go past its body. So your target number is going to be five in this case. Yeah, that's a no-go for me. I only got two. Plus the willpower would be three. Yeah. 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 All right, so your knife goes sailing past the wolf. Fakakun will look very uh, disappointed that the knife is missed. I always hit my target. And because of the way that it built up initiative last round, it is the wolf's turn again. And feeling pain at what Volfer has done, it will attempt another decisive attack. As it kind of reared back, it's going to be bringing down its claws to try to scratch at your vulnerable spots, specifically his chest, because I don't think he has any chest armor. All right. As he does that, Volfer will again parry, this time arcing the sword through the air in an attempt to strike both of the paws as they fall while yelling in defiance, his anima blazing, not quite a bonfire, but still quite bright. Excellent. Have a two-point step for that. So what's the number? Currently his parry is 13. And I think at this point he might be at bonfire Perfect. level. So it the wolf totally misses you. Like you're able to glance it off without a single issue. This is not a challenge for you. And now it's your turn. Oh, goody. So at this point, Volfer is going to uh, attempt a decisive strike against the wolf. Is there a limit on how many charms you can use at once? No. As long as you have the moats. Oh, goody. (laughs) A, Volfer is going to use excellent strike, which costs three moats. So he's down to seven peripheral and 13 personal. He is then going to spend another three peripheral motes using fire and stone strike to increase his threshold successes. Now, if the attack hits, he'll do that. So that'll boost his threshold successes by another three. And he will spend eight personal essence for an additional eight dice on his attack. Okay, what is the wolf's current stance in relation to Volfer? The wolf is right up in Volfer's face as it had just brought down one of its claws that he effortlessly parried. All right. Volfer is going to grin, and as his anima erupts further, he will first headbutt the wolf, and then following that, he will swing the sword up and underneath the wolf's head, trying to jam it through its throat up into its brain pan. I like it. Two-point stunt. So willpower point and two extra dice. Sweet. So I'll spend the willpower point. So that's an extra automatic success. So that's going to be 19 dice. So that's nine successes, including the two automatics. Excellent. So that's a threshold of five. You can carry three of those thresholds over to your damage with fire and brimstone. Okay. So you'll get to roll 11 plus those three and tens do not count as two. 
Uh, that would be eight successes. And that's lethal damage, I believe. The wolf, as Volper makes that final contact and you just stay there for a moment, the wolf smokiness in the eyes slowly start to disappear as if it was just fully made out of smoke, which is interesting to you because you made contact with it. It was solid. As the smoke dissipates, Wolfer will look at the cloud as it rises and triumphantly roar. And then, I don't know, he'll scratch his groin or something. But now, all that lays in front of you and your group is a rocky path that connects you to a shore of coarse black volcanic sand broken by jagged basalt spires like teeth set into a lower jaw, angled backwards towards the island. The path is up and out of the water, so it gives you some protection from that. And you can see on either end of the beach, there are basalt cliffs that rise up into the jungle. Oh, hello again, folks. I'd like to tell you about the Facebook group we run called White Wolf and Onyx Path RPGs Gameplay and Media. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions so that your media could get the attention you deserve. The group is specifically run with the sole intent of being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. The group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow, with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.